Matanque. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Too Old for This Podcast, episode 33, The Mandalorian, season one, chapter two, The Child Reviews. Plus, we're going to give you early reactions to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So without further ado, honored and honored, let's go, go, go. My brother. Brother. What up, player? Brother, happy Saturday, November 16th. How are you today? I'm feeling very... How, how is How is your... I, like, I feel like... Like, I remember last episode I said it was like... It was like Christmas Day, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in that that haze of, oh my God, I still have all this awesome stuff. And, and the afterglow, it's not even afterglow yet. It's still just glow, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like like that is not stopping. Right? <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a Star Wars fan, you are such a spoiled brat right now. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, you are like a fat kid who's just pigged out on candy all day. Okay. Because, because, you got episode two of The Mandalorian already. You got chapter yeah. two. Yeah. And you also got this amazing new video game, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which you know people have been waiting for with great anticipation. Mm-hmm. The, the promo campaign for this game, it has looked fantastic. Yep. Basically, basically a major update of the uh, Force Unleashed yep. game series, yep. which we all really loved. And you've been playing it this morning, and you're going to give us your... Your quick reaction to it, not a full review because you haven't played it much, but yeah. uh, uh, how you liking it so far, brother? Uh, yeah, I'm digging it. So um, it's funny. So sometime this week, uh, I told my boss, I'm like, so you realize like this week is like a like a great week for Star Wars, right? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> Disney Plus comes out on Tuesday. We get the Mandalorian, uh, like- and then we get Mandalorian. Uh, part two on Friday and the new video game uh, comes out. So I said to him, I'm like, so uh, should I call in sick on Friday morning or should I just tell you now that I'm not coming in? <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> like, but that's the level, right? Like yeah. this is this week for Star Wars fans, like ordinary people just can't understand yeah. uh, like what an important week this is for us and how yeah. great it's been. Oh Absolutely. my God. Yeah. The Mandalorian. We're going to do a full review of chapter two of the Mandalorian, we're yep. gonna we're not gonna miss anything this time. We kind of skipped over a lot of episode one, um, which is we're just reacting and reacting. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna be so more careful. You want me to give my two cents on the game right now? Yeah, please. Hit yeah. Me with that so game. Uh, so far, uh, the game uh, the game starts off amazing. So uh, I've only I haven't really uh, dug too deep into it yet. Um, I'm only like maybe like 
I want to say like narrow gameplay in so far. Okay, so you're fresh, but so yeah. you're in that fresh. And how does it feel? Uh, the game, uh, the game feels great. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Force Unleashed as far as like controls. But uh, as I was saying to you, it also reminds me of Prince of Persia because there's like um, little puzzles within the game as well. So uh, you got to like, is there like more of that parkour style? Yeah. Like, uh, okay, movement, cool. Yeah. Cool. So you like you got to climb stuff and jump across, yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah. So it, was, it feels a little bit like uh, a Star Wars infused uh, Prince of Persia. So um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. Uh, the story is still developing. Uh, my character is still developing, so he does have uh, the force uh, straight out of the the gate. But I'm sure they'll like bring in like you know um, the character. The character is a Jedi Padawan already, right? Yes. So he's he's well, not. I don't he's even not... think he's a Padawan. Tell you oh, truth. he's a full Jedi. Yeah, he's a Jedi. So uh, it kind of starts off like they 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 you don't know he's a Jedi yet. Um, but yeah, I know eventually, eventually he kind of reveals it by saving somebody by using the force. And the guy's like, wait a minute, you're, you're a Jedi. Right. (laughs) So, so this game takes place in the time frame of the films. It's right after order 66. So all the Jedi have been murdered and he's in hiding. I believe it takes place after order 66, but it might take place. Uh, so this is, this is my kind of stupidity well it's not really my stupidity because how am i supposed to know but i was uh on youtube and i saw a clip uh which i didn't click on but it said um fallen fallen order uh order 66 so i'm assuming it probably takes place just before order 66 and it probably happens during order 66 that's my guess maybe maybe there's a flashback scene yeah that's possible too right so i don't know so but yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, like, just, does it? Do you just jump right into the action with this game, uh, or is much, there, is there yeah. like a slow build-up where you're learning the controls and stuff? Uh, yeah, well, you it pretty much jumps right into the action, but of course, yeah, that by jumping into the action, it teaches the controls as well, right? So um, it'll be like you know, hold uh, L whatever trigger to climb, and you know what I mean. So it just it it walks you through the game before like. So you start with the lightsaber. Right? Uh, no, you do not have a lightsaber right away. Oh, okay. All right, so that comes into play a little bit after. So because okay. he does whip out the lightsaber to uh, to attack somebody later, uh, without giving away anything. But yeah, so okay. then where I'm at now, yes, there's lightsaber play. So how far into gameplay would you say? Because this is important. Like whenever you play a new Star Wars game and you're playing a Jedi character, mm-hmm. like getting getting your lightsaber is usually like the first thing that you really want to accomplish because you usually don't have it at the beginning. Yeah, usually. So this one, how long how long into gameplay does it take you to actually get to that part of the game where you're actually swinging that thing? Uh, I want to say second act. Right, so how many, how, many, um, how many minutes of gameplay? Uh, less than an hour. Okay, because like cool. I said, I'm probably about an hour in now. Yeah. So let's say forty minutes, forty-five. Cool. cool. Yeah, I'm guessing. Cool. So, yeah. so so far, your hype level, you're not disappointed in anything. Your hype no. level is, is no, just. No. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I'm so because I I'm then I'm sorry I interrupted you playing this game to make you record it's this all podcast. Good, man. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> But my hype level for Mandalorian was such that I wanted to get our reviews out there yes. as quickly as possible. Yeah, 
because episode two was great. Um, but we're not jumping ahead yet. Sorry if you're not if you're not finished. Is there anything else you want to say about Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, I'm yeah, looking forward cool. to getting. I'm going to get it like either today or tomorrow and start playing it myself. So we'll give like yeah. a real, you know, after we finish the game, mm-hmm. we'll give like a real review of it uh, later on. But yeah, uh, so these are top top line reaction from you. How you feeling right now? Uh, so far, loving it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I put it down the place on Call of Duty last night just because my friends are bugging me. But uh, I did. I I really wanted to play it, <laughs> so that's why I started playing it again this morning. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm 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 digging it. So cool. yeah, I recommend cool. it. Uh, I won't give a grading yet, just because I'm so I'm not right. even. You know, I, mean, I barely skimmed the surface of this game. So <laughs> so yeah, I feel it'd be unfair to give a give a grading. All right then, Jedi Fallen Order. Good one hour in, and we're gonna we're gonna catch up with you later on on how it is. Yeah, all the way through. Sounds good. All right then. Uh, so, are we booming done on Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, yeah. Boom, <laughs> all right. <then. laughs> Star Wars Mandalorian Chapter Two. Uh, <laughs> the that. child. The child. By the way. Uh, you know what? I, I, first, my first thing is I love that they titled the episode. Yeah, I was going to say the first one didn't have a title, right? Right. It was just chapter one. Um, maybe the Mandalorian was the title of chapter one. That's fine. I guess. Um, but, um, that would would be good because it would follow the Mandalorian, the Mm -hmm. child, right? Yeah. And then the third one, maybe it's, you know, the something else. We'll see. Uh, maybe it's just continuing to introduce these characters by episode. Yeah. That, that, that would be a cool... Uh, thing um uh i loved it and it looked very i i know that it's a western thing not a tarantino thing but it looked very tarantino which i freaking loved right which uh which part are you were you referring to the title the title oh right okay okay sorry like the way the way it came up on the screen chapter chapter two the child okay just it it felt like a tarantino movie to me at that point okay Uh, that that didn't cross my mind i thought you were talking about the way it was filmed yeah, well, you know, Tarantino was just a huge fan of westerns. He's made a yeah. lot of westerns, and he loves, you know, uh, that old school titling. Yeah, uh, and it just it just felt like uh, in that wheelhouse to me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? And first of all, I know what a lot of people are going to say. A lot of people are going to start complaining. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We've reached a point where I think we have come to our first point of contention the thing that people are going to fight over mm-hmm. <laughs> about about this show um you know when once the glow starts to wear off a little bit and in star wars fans get back to just being at each other's throats yeah. um is the length of the episodes because yeah. the expectation was going to be these were going to be hour-long episodes and yeah. i don't know i don't know what Disney officially said about length, if they even said anything. Mm. Honestly, I, I think we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks because this fight's going to start to happen online and people are going to start just going through every quote from Disney officials about length of these episodes, length of this show. Right. Because I felt like we were promised mm. eight, eight hours yeah. of long-form storytelling and the first episode was 47 minutes. Yeah. And that was that's okay, um, it's okay, but it, I, I wanted more. I didn't want it less. And the second episode was 32 minutes. And, yeah. and just saying that out loud, it still hurts me. Like it, it does bother me. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I love the show, mm. but this. But this issue, 
I, it is an issue for me. I'm sorry to anyone who doesn't want me to say anything bad. I don't want to say anything bad because yeah. I do love this show. So but do you think this that, bothers uh, me. You think that they'll make up for it? So I hope um, so. I hope so. I hope it's just the first week, right? Because yeah. we got two episodes That's, in one week. I hope they just chopped it in half. I yeah. hope. This is what I was thinking. Um, because they gave us a 40, 45 minute, whatever episode for episode yeah. one and then a 30 minute for episode two. Uh, I think the way I look at it is they dropped two in the same week, yeah, which is just over an hour. So maybe they'll make up for it in uh, episode three. Say, I want to believe, I want to believe that you're right. An I hour wanna... and 10 minute episode. You know what? That would be amazing. An hour if... and 20 minute episode, maybe down the line. You know what I mean? So the greatest thing, Kevin, the greatest thing yeah. that could happen right now is, for the next week, we hear Star Wars fans complaining about the length of the episode, and then episode three shows up, and it's an hour and ten minutes, yeah. and then every episode for the rest of the season is an hour and ten minutes. I will be the happiest motherfucker, yeah. the happiest Star Wars fan on Earth. If you like, like again, I don't want to say anything. I love this show. Mm-hmm. I love this show. I don't want to complain, yeah. but I, I am complaining right now about the 32-minute runtime of this episode. And yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, I hope you're right. I yeah, hope I, that I hope you're right. When you told me it was 30 minutes, I my first reaction was, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, my boss uh, yesterday, because I did end up going to work, because uh, I said it to him, I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me that this episode is only 30 minutes?" So, anyways, yeah. near the end of the day, he's like, "Are you still fucking complaining about the episode?" <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't say anything he's like yeah but you would say shit all day so i figured you were just gonna complain about it more <laughs> but anyways um i have a feeling they're gonna make up for it um because then they do that with game of thrones fingers crossed well from fingers crossed buddy no game of thrones episodes started getting shorter and shorter and Did that they? was a okay. big one of contention for fans like me that like w- like what the hell are you mm. doing we're getting less and less content out of mm. game of thrones in the last three seasons so if like i i really think that Digital content providers have to avoid the, doing this. Like, like maybe it's tempting because this show is so expensive, and you find like there's a dramatic moment in the episode halfway through where it would make a great cut, mm-hmm. and you could get a whole other episode out of it, and probably make a lot more money if you do that. But you promised us long form storytelling right. for this series. Like, this is the whole point for me is long form storytelling. Yeah. And if you give me 30 minutes a week, you're giving me a live action version of the animated series. And I'm sorry. I know some fans, for some fans, that's good enough. And I'm happy for them. But for me and for a lot of fans, that is not good enough. We want something that is, we want the level raised for this. And it is in so many ways. The level is raised in so many ways. But that runtime is not acceptable. If they uh, continue doing short-ass episodes, essentially they're just going to be giving us a four-hour-long movie. (laughs) You know Right, which is not... Right, and we were promised a six- to eight-hour movie at least, I feel like. And I, and and again, this is going to be a thing that's going to be argued. Were we actually promised that, or we did, or did we just assume that? Mm. I I don't know. Maybe we did assume that. May, I don't remember a specific promise yeah. of length. So, man, anticipation for what the length is going to be next week, I think, is going to be my my number one anticipation. Yeah. Even though I like again, I love it, and we're going to talk about the show and why we love it. We're going to get these complaints out of the way and not complain anymore because we love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, I think this is a legitimate issue, and I hope you're right. 
Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's okay. let's jump in. And I, okay, but before we jump in, I want to mention uh, we might be getting a surprise guest joining us by Skype halfway through this. Yeah. Uh, my my buddy Johnny Mac uh, from England, who's a big Mandalorian fan, big Boba Fett fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying to get him on the show for a long time, mm-hmm. and he says he's going to be free in in a few minutes, and maybe he'll be on. So if we get interrupted, that's why. Uh, but maybe it won't happen. We'll see. Anyway, let's get on with it. Yeah. The Mandalorian, Chapter 2, The Child. Matangi. I, 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 that, that wasn't from Mandalorian, Kevin. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's from everything. Going forward, <laughs> every Star Wars show should have. Okay, this is the one thing that every Star Wars show or, or movie should have now. May the Force be with you. Uh, I have a bad feeling about this. And <laughs> all right, okay. Going forward, we'll, we'll, okay, we're gonna make McConkey T-shirts just for you, buddy. <laughs> My buddy already did it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He owns, a, he, owns a t-shirt. he owns a t-shirt place So he already did it Everybody me, has my ideas before I have them design the other day. <laughs> And he even put the meaning on the back it Always happens to me Yeah <laughs> Every good idea I ever had is somebody else's idea Shout out to Jason Hargreaves for, uh, He's the one that actually designed our logo as well But yeah he, um, Thanks he, for that Jason Yeah, he, He's the one that um, um, He has a t-shirt place and, In the Bramley Sea Center And uh, yeah he's already on the McClunkley thing So What's, what's his t-shirt place called? Uh, Trend 21 So if anyone wants to check out Trend 21 In the Bramley Sea Center It's a little shout out for Jay because Does he, he have did. a webpage? Uh, I believe it's trend 21 as in two, one, like nineties rappers. Um, <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Uh, dossier, if I remember correctly. Uh, but they are on Facebook. He, he does have a cool. page on Facebook. Check so. it out. If you want your McClunky t-shirt. Yeah. There uh, not, I'm not making any money off of it, even no. though it was my idea. I guess it was my idea. <laughs> my idea too late. Yeah. <laughs> as per usual, as per usual. Yeah. <laughs> All good. So yeah, uh, <laughs> Mandalorian <laughs> chapter two. Yeah. All right. So we find our hero mm-hmm. uh, wandering the desert, basically in the land of wizards, uh, and he's got Baby Yoda with him. Yeah. Um, and now Can, he's heading. He's heading back to his ship, basically. Can we just talk about Baby Yoda real quick? Yep, go ahead. How are you feeling about Baby Yoda? Are you are you, are you loving him? Are you loving Baby Yoda? Uh, I yeah, you know what? I <laughs> I know why you're asking because yeah. I debated loving Baby Yoda and I and I understand why you probably did too. Um it was uh, this whole Baby Yoda thing is so out of left field, like yeah. such a such an unexpected surprise storytelling uh device and uh i gotta say it depends on where they're going with it right it depends on what the plan is yeah but if i'm not worried about it if i'm just watching it i love it but i love as a a character you're loving baby yoda right i'm loving i'm I'm enjoying it i'm absolutely loving baby yoda he especially (laughs) if you had look if you had a toddler like like we do like Melinda and I were just watching it, and we were just like, 
oh my god, he just reminds us of our kid. Like he's oh, just yeah? a, he's okay. just a perfect he's just a perfect little toddler. He yeah. just and we actually had Lucas. Um, he was staying with his aunt last night. Uh, okay. So Melinda and I kind of had just a, like a a night to ourselves, like, like the first time ever since he was born. Um, and then we were watching The Mandalorian, and we're watching Baby Yoda, and we're like, "Oh my God, we miss Lucas. We want to go. We want to go get him that's because that's that. Yeah, that's how adorable yeah. Baby Yoda is. Um, yeah, I'm. I am loving him. Yeah. Um, I'm and, love him. Yeah. and I think I love him from a storytelling perspective too, because I think what we saw in this episode is you have with baby Yoda, mm-hmm. you have a new take on the Yoda character yeah. where everything still works from a storytelling perspective. And I want to, I want to get into more detail on that, but it's, it's new and it's old at the same time, but, <laughs> It's a great, it's a great trick. It's a great uh, sleight of hand. And if you're telling, if you're telling a Star Wars story, you need to disability. And I think this is probably John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his it's it's his brilliance coming in, um, because yeah, there's a scene in this where it's revealed. Spoiler alert: uh, mm-hmm. that Baby Yoda is pretty powerful in the Force yeah. already. Yeah. And we don't expect it because he's just this vulnerable little child. And it's this, it's exactly like Empire Strikes Back because he was this frail old man. And we were like, like, what is this little, little Muppet? And then all of a sudden he's lifting Luke's lightsaber, sorry, Luke's X-Wing fighter out of the, out of the, out of the swamp. And we're like, oh my God, he's so powerful. And this, in this moment, this episode had a mirror moment to that. And Mm. I'm like, Oh my God! It's exactly the same moment, but it's a brand new version that I didn't see coming, and it's creative and it's different at the same time yeah. as following in the Star Wars tradition of rhyming the storytelling. It's like can, yes, can I, I love you, Baby Yoda. If to answer your you question, Kevin, yes, I moment, love Baby Yoda. The moment uh, that I fell in love with Baby Yoda, Yoda was uh, when the Mandalorian was fixing his arm. He had that big gash in it. Yes, and Baby Yoda crawled out of his thing, and he was like to heal trying him. to heal him. Right. And then he picks him up and puts it back in, and then he comes back out and tries to do it again. It, it, that's that's exactly, the moment. That's the moment I fell in love with Baby Yoda. Dude, perfect. <laughs> I'm like, I want one. I want perfect, a Baby Yoda, dude, because that's exactly what a toddler <laughs> yeah. would do. Yeah. Like that is exactly my I two loved year it. old. Loved it. My two year old. If he was, if he was coming to try to tell me something, right? If he was yeah. coming to try to try to do something with me, yeah. and I, I, I might not understand because he can't talk. Yeah. Right. So he's, he would walk up to me like that yeah. with some intention like that and I could be completely clueless and I might go and like sit him down <laughs> on his on his like kid seat, baby yeah. seat or something, right? Yeah. And like, like that scene was perfect and that's exactly what my toddler would do. Yeah. He would just stand, he would be like confused a little bit, be like, oh, he didn't get it and then come back and try again. Like it was, the character is perfect, yeah. right? No, I absolutely, um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. And yeah, yeah, you fell in love with him and you're supposed to, obviously, yeah. Yeah. because this ups the emotional ante of this show right yeah, yeah. like anytime baby yoda is in danger uh you feel like that viscerally while you're watching and that's well, why this show is great now it's i know perfect Star Wars baby yoda can handle himself <laughs> right and that's the other that's the other magic of this right yeah. now now when the mandalorian who is a character who we now identify with as well who we now have an emotional attachment with uh when he's in danger and baby yoda saves him yeah 
it's such an amazing moment, exciting moment for us. Yeah. Like, we love this team already. We're 74 minutes or 76 minutes into the story now, yeah. and we are in love with the team of the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Yeah. Are we not? Yeah. Am I wrong? 100. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, uh, we should talk about the episode, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do this. Sorry. Okay. I, I just had to interrupt. Yeah. No, it was your, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I love I I love that. Um, okay. So Mandalorian Baby Yoda are wandering through the desert, not wandering. They're you know basically walking on foot yeah. back to his ship. I don't know what happened to his blurg. Like we spent a lot of time worrying about him getting his blurg and learning to ride it in Episode One, yeah. and then I don't know what happened to it, but it, he doesn't have it now. Yeah. Uh, so he's walking back to his ship and he gets attacked, and um, he gets attacked by characters who look like they're probably just leftover bad guys from episode one from the facility. They kind of, it was a boss looking alien yeah. and another couple guys, yeah. or the, were this, was it three boss looking aliens? Uh, I feel like there were three boss looking. They okay. look like, I thought, I thought it was one boss, but I don't know. Um, they, they remind me of boss. Immediately. Yeah, uh, that was my first reaction to, it must right. be the same. Species. Um, this is, this is the, the other action scene that we saw in the trailers yeah. where, uh, he actually uses his rifle as like a shock stick, mm-hmm. uh, when he's, when he uh, takes out one of these bad guys, um, a great fight scene, Mandalorian versus three bad guys. The danger ante is upped because they're trying to attack the baby. Yeah. Uh, so he's got to protect the baby and fight these three guys at the same time. Um, it's a great fight scene. It's a little bit, it's a little like, it's not a serious improvement over the clunkiness that I thought the action sequences had in the, in the first episode. I still feel like, uh, I want his movement tightened up, and I want his editing tightened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But a, but a fun Star Wars fight scene. Uh, I love it. I watched it a, a few times now, and uh, it's great. Like, yeah. uh, and then the final moment of it uh, when the one guy is running after the baby to try and attack it, and then he shoots him, and he just disintegrates. Disintegrates. Yeah. He disintegrates into this sparkly ball that looks like 70s bad special effects. It's like they're using the most expensive CGI on Earth to recreate shitty special effects from the 70s, which I fucking love. Like, Mm -hmm. it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, But uh, it's a fun fight scene anyway. um, And uh, it's followed up directly by the Mandalorian returning to his ship and the first big reveal of this episode, the first big wow moment of this episode. And I think I, I see that the formula is going to be here. We're going to get a couple of big star Wars. Wow. Moments in every episode of this. Yeah. Um, he comes across the hill and he finds his ship uh, has a Jawa sand crawler fortress parked next to it. And his ship is being disassembled by Jawas. Yeah. Now, my first reaction to this is uh, worry. Um, because we have not established that this is Tatooine. And we, like they're not giving the names of the planets at all no. so far in this show. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know what this rocky, deserty planet is. It could be Tatooine. Because there's Jawas on it, mm-hmm. and they look like exactly the same kind of Jawas that were in Star Wars on Tatooine. They ha- their sand crawler looks exactly like the sand crawler from Star Wars: yeah. A New Hope. So this is a wonderful fan service thing. Like I loved seeing the sand crawler. I loved seeing these Jawas. They were perfect. Mm-hmm. They were perfect, right? And what follows is an action sequence 
where the where the Mandalorian shoots and blows up a whole bunch of Jawas, which is fun and fantastic. Yeah. It's the kind of thing we probably always wanted to see, right? Um, you know that 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 kind of fun action sequence wasn't possible to do in Star Wars uh, in the seventies, uh, and now we can do it. And now we, you know, fans like me have always wanted to see Star Wars updated like this, right? Um, and it's fun, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it also raises points of like it, it opens the show up to points of criticism, like like mm-hmm. what is going on with canon here. What is going like? Do Jawas exist across multiple planets, and do they all look exactly the same no matter what planet they're on? And they and their vehicles look exactly the same no matter what planet they're on. Mm-hmm. Or is this Tatooine? And if it is, please tell us. You know, um, I don't know, but I don't want that to take away from if you're just watching this show and if you don't know any of that, you don't care about any any of that. It's so fun. It's so fantastic, right? Uh, he shoots a couple of Jawas. And then they take off running, and then he goes chasing after the sand so, crawler foot. The same, the same planet that um, that he uh, captured in episode one, uh, chapter one. Uh, the same planet that he captured the blue dude. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but when he was uh, taking him to his ship, uh, they were showing different um, different shots, and one of the shots there was two Jawas on that planet. And then he left that planet to come to this planet. So in my mind, I'm okay. thinking Jawas. Jawas are everywhere. Yeah, they're not just on Tatooine. Uh, they can be pretty much anywhere. So um, that's that's the take I I kind of got. That that's that's fine with me uh, because like Jawas obviously have access to technology. Their life is all about scavenging technology. Yeah. So they likely would become an interplanetary species because yeah. they'd end up scavenging some spaceships yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, that's fine. I would like a little bit of explanation. I don't know. I, I whatever. It's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's just when you just, when you just show me a scene that looks exactly like what happened on a planet yeah. no, that, we, that we know, I get like, it. It's, it's, it bugs me that star Wars is abandoning just talking about what planet you're on or like, or like making it matter. Like it, it bugs me that, in the movies, we go to like a different desert world every planet, mm-hmm. and it's like, sorry, you totally cut out there. Repeat what you planets said. would be too. You're cutting out. There aren't that many planets with breathable. Yo, you're completely cutting out. Am I back? Yes, now I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. I don't know. You you went robot voice there, man. It went all fucking haywire. <laughs> maybe my went wonky um they're just you know what it's like i don't know be a little bit more careful like i don't i don't need you to be super scientific and precise about these things but yeah. there aren't that many planets with breathable atmospheres in the real universe right mm-hmm. like so like there can't be like 10 different desert planets with breathable breathable atmospheres just in a hop, skip, jump distance from each other. Like, like at least start paying attention to where you are and telling us. Mm. I, I mean, yeah, I think I need that. I think I need some of that. Yeah, but. no, I, like I said, I think I mentioned this on the last episode. Uh, I That's the one thing I appreciated about Rogue One. Um, sorry, one of the many things I appreciate about Rogue One. I absolutely love Rogue One. But uh, one of the things that, and specifically, 
uh, specifically that I, I appreciate was the fact that they told you what planet you were you were going to. So it had yeah. that little that little title in the left hand yes. corner, if I remember correctly. Yes, and, I don't want to let go of that. I don't want to just yeah. forget that. I just I don't want to pretend that that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, and even Fallen Order uh, does that as well. So um, I don't know why they wouldn't go that route with the TV shows. Personally, I don't know. Oh, are you getting a phone call? I think Jer was accepting. Uh, the phone call from our possible guest from England. So I guess I'll just randomly talk. <laughs> so um, back to what I was saying is uh, that's the one thing I wish that they incorporated into this episode um, or this this show, this series, is at least give us the title of the plans that we're going to. So I don't know. Um my my personal take is I don't know why they didn't do that. Uh, it, it just makes sense. So, anyways, I think Jer is uh, probably trying to connect with uh, that dude. So, I guess oh, the call was disconnected, and we are going to take a break. <laughs> Okay, welcome back, everybody. We uh, we had a, a quick edit there because uh, we had a couple technical difficulties, and then uh, a good thing happened. Uh, my buddy, who we mentioned earlier, might be joining us, is joining us now. Uh, Johnny Mac, Mac, you can you can find him on Facebook uh, at uh, Ninja Penguins Geek Tastic Fun Page. Did I get that right, John? Uh, yeah. That's uh, one of my yeah. I That's know. where I know you from originally. Anyway, that's the one I want people to check out the most. Anyway, uh, uh, his name is Mac. He comes from across the pond. He's uh, he's uh, you know what, I Mac. I feel like you're like my brother from another mother across the pond because you and I were like around the same age. Uh, we share some uh, similar physical characteristics. Uh, we're both uh, we're both gentlemen who prefer to wear only black. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we, we happen to uh, be Sith. fans of a lot of the same things. Like um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like talking to you because I get I get the perspective of uh, the UK perspective from across the pond. Uh, so uh, thank you for joining us. I've been wanting to have you on the show, um, you know, since this thing started. And I'm glad you're finally here. Yeah, it's, it's good that I've sort of actually yeah, finally come on. It's yeah. been a while. Been I know. You welcome, more than anyone, welcome. you're the you're the biggest Boba Fett slash Mandalorian fan that I know. I know you're you're the expert on Mandalorians, so uh, mm. uh, it's, it's you're cutting out there, Jer. Yeah, yeah, you were cutting out. Uh, Jer, uh, Jer, cut out again. He was having this uh, this issue earlier as well. He just completely cut out. Um, I don't know. I just have to. See what happens. Anyways, uh, I'll take over. So, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, as, as I said, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm well versed on my Mandalore stuff, um, as mm-hmm. well as me getting uh, the Penguins Geekastic front page, which is the little thing that starts off because I had so many, me- I had so many memes, mm-hmm. you know, from various geek stuff. I thought I need a piece to throw them all because. Apart from really cool, I had loads of cool Star Wars ones for the years I've been doing the other pages, and then I 
add other stuff and I, instead of posting them all just on my own profile I thought let's start a page up everyone else is doing it why not me yeah because not? I've been um, talking like you because a legendary geek you are for oh well good eight nine years now okay. that's it that's it for itself it's uh, full of just good Star Wars content of all types you know, sometimes opinionated on it, but it, most of the time it's just funny stuff. And then there's my always be yourself, unless you can be Boba Fett. Right. Always be Fett page. And that's a, that was a little pet project for all the Fett pictures I had and stuff. And then it starts off really slow, but it's really increased recently. It just hits 8,000 oh. because of the Mandalorian. People have been sharing me stuff. It's got, it's gone crazy now. All right. And, um, I've got a huge share. Uh, and I've got the complete Boba Fett collection when I met Jeremy Bullock. Okay. He, um, he actually showed the pictures to his wife. Have you seen this guy's collection? Oh, wow. Yeah, quite amazing. like that because, yeah, I have fetish shells and there's a lot of Fett. I've got every single Mandalorian being released so far Okay, nice. as well. So you're yeah. in the UK. Or were you able to get uh, all three variants of the uh, of the Black Series figure or... Uh, I don't do variants. I'm an Okada, so I only well, need the, the one. There's the first edition. There's the um, Carbonet, Carbon. Yeah. And then there's uh, I just I just got a regular figure because I opened some openies with the rest of my Mandal collection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's not there's not a Mandal. I wear when I go out. I wear a Mandalorian beanie hat. I've got a Mandalorian Mandalorian cap. Oh, okay. I wear a chain all the time. I've got a Mythos or tattoos on my arm. Oh, okay, nice. And yeah, I actually I'm have the uh, Imperial cog myself. Yeah, I've, I'm just, I just, every time I go out and wear something, it's all, if it's not just a task, it's, it's a t shirt, it's a cast, it's a cap. It's, you know. <laughs> right. I've got the full pack here, I've got a fair Boba Fett shirt that looks like the armor. Okay. I've got signed Boba Fett helmet by Jeremy Bullock and Alan. Um, oh, what's the saying? My brain's gone. The kid? Um, are you talking about the kid uh, who played him in the prequels? It's a Boba Fett in the prototype armor, plus he plays him in Empire, that bit when Jeremy Bullock's playing the Imperial officer. Oh, okay, right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's been in the Boba Fett armor, so we've got him to sign it. Okay. And the guy who designed IG-88 as well, so I've been collecting bounty hunters uh, to, to sign on my Boba Fett helmet. So, yeah, I've got quite an extensive Boba Fett collection. Very nice. You know, you know, that's one reason why, to be honest. I don't think there's anything fast I don't know about, or Mandalorian. Okay. I've even learned some other language, oh. just because I am not. <laughs> nice. So, uh, do you uh, do a podcast as well, or uh, you're strictly just a website? I used to do a podcast. Okay. Um, I used to. I started off doing crazy. I wanted to get you geek on a uh, podcast, but on Mixler one one three eight. Okay. Um, and I was contributing to Star Wars Wastelands for a bit as well. Okay. I was a regular contributor and quizzer on there because they always did quizzes. I was pretty good at the quizzes. Okay. Um, but I had you know, one for a while, uh, the Ninja Pettingle podcast. And um, I stopped doing it after a while because uh, it just got, instead of uh, pre recording, I was doing them live. Right. And I kind of. It, it kind of got on me and uh, get on me doing a, w- a weekly podcast, coming up the pressure to do it. So I stopped doing it. Okay. 
Oh. I do the odd live uh, Facebook version of it now, the Return of the Ninja Penguin podcast, but I haven't done a proper one in a few years. Okay. I thought about doing a YouTube channel full of stuff just to show off my vast collection. Right, right. Uh, and maybe also incorporating my opinions yeah. <laughs> on style and fandoms into it as well. Okay. It was something that was uh, coming across with the guys with, who did um, Star Wars Wastelands, but it never took off. Right. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with Jerry here. He, can like, you hear me now? Now I can. Now we can hear you. You got a lot. Of, you got a. You got a few uh, jowls in your system today. Um, got a sorry, few minor, the gods of the internet are the against me today. Yeah. Uh, I don't I know. It's Minox. Check off for Minox. Go to sweep <laughs> You're right. They're chewing yeah. on the power cables again. Yeah. <laughs> Pesky things. Uh, are we still recording? We are. And, uh, <laughs> okay, so you're a little lower than you were before, though. I can hear you, but you're a little bit lower. Okay, I did turn down my gain a little bit, so I'll just get closer to the mic. Is that okay? Yeah, that sounds a bit better. Uh, yeah, I've been talking all about my Boba Fett collection and me, uh, my various pages that I do. Yeah, <laughs> but before I disappeared, I was saying that you are an expert on Mandalorians and Boba Fett, yes, Mac. Um, and I, I don't know if you mentioned your Boba Fett page on Facebook. That's another one yeah. That, yeah, that I'm a follower of your, your Facebook pages. I, I wanted to tell everybody they should go follow them because you share the funniest memes, uh, <laughs> mostly star Wars related, but, uh, but all funny. Uh, and, um, it's, it's great following you on Facebook. I really, I'm saying it for so many years with Yoda and then across the Boba Fett one, which is just his 8,000 because of the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. So, but the interest has peaked and it's got so much more. But I had so many funny memes of all the stuff. That's why I started Geektastic. It was just like, instead of just posting them on my timeline where I'm getting one or two likes, posting with other geeks. And now that's just hit 3K. It's uh, built pretty quickly because I, re- I encompass everything. Very you know, there's even, there was one the other day that wasn't really that geeky, but it was funny, like about Tom, Tom uh, never go traveling with Tom Hanks. Yeah, that one made me laugh. I love. I I I put yeah. that one. <laughs> you know stuff like stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny now because your your memes are so consistently so funny that every time I see a funny meme on Facebook, I automatically check to see I, that it was you who posted it because I just assume it was you who posted it, and like not like one out of ten times it won't be you, and so I I drop your name on it to like push show it to you because it's like. If there's a funny meme, I think Mac has to know about it. <laughs> That's yeah, the, I, I, the I, keeper of funny memes to me. I, I, create, I create them as well. I've created quite a few over the years. I've got some great ones for The Mandalorian, but because of the three-day spoiler ban, I can't put any of them up yet. Yes, I've it these three days. I've, uh, episode 2 especially had so many uh, good memes. Meme and make Philip. He's also a great meme maker. Me and him were bouncing ideas off last night, you know. Right. Like, uh, the sound, the sound crawler. Yeah. Um, I, I says, doesn't that remind you of playing the uh, Super Star Wars on the SNES? Yes. Right. That's exactly what I thought, dude. I was like, I the sand crawler feels so familiar, but it doesn't feel familiar from the movies. Mm-hmm. It feels familiar from playing that video game. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hard doing that sand crawler level. Yeah. I played recently on my mate's. Uh, he's got one of those uh, pie, uh, raspberry pies. 
Right. And it's still freaking difficult. <laughs> it still is. It's, um, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't hang with those classic games anymore. So I, yeah, I don't know. There's so much hard most of these. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I've got a good meme for that setup. We've got one that's very Monty Python esque with the um, with the cave. I've got one that's uh, about the egg. You'll li- you'll like the egg one. The egg one's quite fun. That okay. came. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny because when I first watched the uh, episode two when he was climbing up the side and they were throwing things down at him, I was right. thinking pure Monty Python. Because remember yeah, yeah. Uh, when they like launched the cow yeah. over the side of the wall right, and all right, that stuff? Right, right, right. And they're like right. throwing like random shit down. <laughs> like, it reminded that me was, of Monty Python. That's a great one. The way he was climbing up as well as reminiscent of the 60s Batman was series. 60s Batman, totally, exactly. Exactly totally. what I was thinking so, too. I, and then one yeah, one pops scene. out and he like grabs him and throws him out. Pure, pure, pure. Uh, um, sixties Batman. Yeah. The jaw was coming out of the window. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Joe. You know what? I want to say it also reminded me, and this is uh, this is funny. It also reminded me of Moana, <laughs> of the scene where they're attacked by the little pirates, and then they have to go on the. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. The goddess Moana. Uh, of what? So when the, when the the little the little coconut shell armor pirates uh, on the big boat attack Moana and Maui, um, that it, I don't know. It reminded me of that scene a little bit. Um, Disney. Disney. Um, but so much fun. The Jawas fighting the Mandalorian. Um, and when he gets to the top, and he just all she's with the yes. They all ion blast him at the same time. They short his armor, and that's it's such a beautiful shot when he's falling off. Uh, like it's it's basically a western train chase scene, right? Like if it was mm. a if it, this was a western, he would have been chasing a train on horseback and jumped off the horse and, yeah. hung, and hung on the side of the train. They yeah. did that with the sand crawler, basically, right? And when he falls off, it's so beautiful. And what I loved about this episode is there's a couple of times when like the Mandalorian never takes off the mask, but they do uh, like show you silent acting where you can understand that he's being knocked unconscious mm-hmm. and he's like, or he's like dizzy and they, they translate that visually with no face, right? Just a mask. And this is a great, this is a great uh, part where this happens where he falls down and he gets knocked unconscious for a second. And then he wakes up and uh, little baby Yoda is like staring at him. Right. Um, but like it's hard to translate that visually with that mask, but this show's doing a great job of doing that so yeah, far. Yeah, did that in episode one as well. The bit when yeah, IG Eleven keeps wanting to detonate himself. Yeah, and <laughs> through the mask, he's like, "Are you kidding me? Stop yeah. with the detonator!" Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and that comedy still translates even though you don't have his face reaction, yeah, which is it's a great point. Uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we did complain earlier about the episode length, though, Johnny. Was that an issue for you, or are you fine with the episode length so far? Uh, I, I felt that it was just... Um, even though this episode was shorter, it, because it packed so much into it, it told the story it needed to be told in such a compact time. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one was longer, obviously, because you needed to establish it, and you know, you needed the exposition and stuff and all that, but this one, it was, right, let's get into it. And... It, it didn't feel like it was less of an episode. It had more stuff in it in a, in a compacter episode. Right. So I, I was quite happy with it. 
Well, of course, we'd all love them to be 40 minutes or something and all that, but, you know, you don't want too much treading. I think a problem with American shows especially, um, you get 22, 23 episodes a season, and mm-hmm. it's so much of it is just um, filler. Right. right. I, watch, I watch all the DC shows, and there's so many filler episodes, and they just don't have enough content. You're right. With the Mandalorian, you're not going to get that. It's going to be all... Right. Uh, it's not not pointless. All okay. killer, no filler. Right. Well, we were, exactly. We were saying earlier, we think it's going to be a debate as to how what were we really promised. Like, I feel like we were promised six to nine hours of content for the series, but I'm not sure that we actually were promised that. I think maybe that's an assumption that I made, but I think that's probably an assumption that a lot of people made, and I'm not sure, but it'll probably come out in the next couple of weeks what you know, what everything that Disney actually said, um, just to clear this up. But uh, how do you feel about that? Do you like, is it going to bother you if this ends up being like the whole series ends up being like five hours of content instead of like six to nine to 10? No, because we're going to get a second series is already underway. I posted on a uh, always be bubble fact the other day about uh, uh, John Favreau taking a picture uh, from the set of season two. Right. And so, like, there's more to come. Plus, I um, read this morning, uh, the chief operating officer of Disney says if this Mandalorian series does as well as they think it's going to do for them, they might actually do a spin-off film. So there could be a, a standalone Mandalorian film made in future. Mm-hmm. And that would be really cool. Yep. You know, yeah. this, this, could, this could run for a few years. And as long as the... the the enthusiasm's there for it. I can see Lucasfilm continuing on as long as people want it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just makes sense. I, you know, I mean, why wouldn't they just leave the option open? Of course, yeah. if this character becomes a beloved character, of course you're going to leave the option open to make it a, a film at some point. I think that, yeah, it just makes sense. Um, but you can, always, you can always guarantee with Lucasfilm, if a character's popular, they'll milk it. Right, right. You know, I, I love Obi Wan. Mm. All this talk about you know the Obi Wan series, I don't feel like it needs it because Obi Wan was in six films and he was all Clone Wars. He even had a cameo in Rebels, and it was kind of like, what else can you tell? Then maybe it's a bit too much. But at least with the Mandalorian, he's a fresh new character. It's not fit. Yeah, right. and, I, you know, it, I, it's, there's a lot to tell. I well, disagree with, with you on Obi Wan yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just just because I think that this t- this time period to me is fascinating. Like what happens to him between the end of Revenge of the Sith to the beginning of A New Hope yeah. that transforms him as much as it does. Because one of the last Legends books actually covered that, didn't it? There was a Kenobi book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was, and a, and a lot of people are hoping that the TV series draws heavily from that book. That book is beloved. Well, it was very Shane. Yes, it was. Exactly. Which would mean it would probably feel a lot like The Mandalorian in yeah. in uh, execution. And and I think we're seeing proven that that's going to be a successful format. So, I mean, Shane's um, copied a lot in modern media and all that. You know, Stranger comes into town and helps out and stuff and all that. You know, there was a, that Kurt Russell film that came out in the late 90s, Soldier. Which was basically a Shane remake as well. Yep. But you know, it'd be more well, Shane is great. If you haven't seen Shane, the classic, 
uh, Western. It's it's a great movie. I, I remember it was taught to me in school. I saw I watched it in in class in like the fifth grade, um, but I loved it. I still love it to this day. Uh, you know, I'm not a big it's, Western, it's, not a big Western guy, but that that particular one uh, is special. It's the whole story. The you know, it's the, it's the story structure. It's why. Um, George Lucas loved stuff like The Hidden Fortress and all that. I mean, you know, I'm not a big fan of Japanese films, but he loved the structure of it and the whole, you know, having the two witnesses watching everything, where he got the idea for R2 and 3PO, they're witnesses to everything that happens and all that. So, you know, you take, you take your inspirations from where you can get it, and if it's a good concept like Shane was, right. it's always going to be... Um, reused and reused interestingly for adapted into other uh, genres right 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 and that i think is what you is what we have to do with star wars right we have to uh, we have to take this universe uh that george lucas created this sandbox that we can play in and we have to take classic storytelling tropes and translate them into this universe and that's how we will create like long-lasting uh classic tales which is i think i, was- I, I think star wars needs to stay in that zone as much as possible i think yeah well look at rebels didn't you get a hint of firefly in rebels yeah. seven very firefly about it yeah uh, so that that was cool. sure yeah and um i like where um resistance went this year like i uh, if like if you're just trying to sell me a sci-fi show and you tell me this show is about a bunch of people on a big spaceship who are kind of lost in space and just trying to survive on their big spaceship, um, then I'm like, yeah, I'm in for that show. And that's basically what, what the synopsis of uh, Resistance is this, is this year. Uh, I have seen this like year. Like Red Dwarf. Or Battlestar Galactica. Red Dwarf, Battlestar Galactica, yeah. Right, right. Um, um, so there's there are some cool like storytelling tropes like tried and true tropes being applied to Star Wars, which I think is what you need to keep doing mm-hmm. in order to keep like Star Wars needs to stay needs to feel classic, right? I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> uh, are we going to continue talking about the episode? Yes, yes. Back to the episode. Sorry. Um, no so um, this chase scene with the sandcrawler. <laughs> yeah. And we end with the Mandalorian on his back and Baby Yoda um, uh, looking concerned. Uh, and, but uh, Mandalorian just wakes up, and I and I I when I first watched this, I thought, I bet you he did something with the Force to wake him up. But they don't really indicate that. Uh, later on, we get indications. Obviously, not just indications outright. We're, we're told, but um, um, at this early moment in the show, I, I was already thinking Baby Yoda is using the Force. Did you guys get that impression yet? Uh, not at that point. No, I didn't. No, because because not every 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 spe- not every species, not everything's force sensitive. But you can get the feeling that the reason why there's not much of the older species around is is because they are all force sensitive. There's, okay, uh, the there's not that many of them. Hmm. I mean, we've only seen Yoda and Yaddle so far until that baby turns up. Right. That's right. I I've heard people say that there has only been three other members of Yoda species shown in canon so far. Mm. Um and yes, they've never been named and George Lucas has kind of been a stick in the mud about that. Um everybody keeps saying George Lucas refuses to reveal the name of Yoda species, which always annoys me because that's just being nice to George Lucas. He never wrote it. 
He never came up with exactly. it. He couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't be bothered. And when you asked him about it, you you annoyed him. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so he said, "I'm not revealing that." <laughs> you know, at one time it was the wills. Yeah, you know, from you know the wills. Yeah, yeah, they could be the wills. They could be like you know because of their age, they could quite easily be historians and time. You know, right. uh, for the whole galaxy and all that right. and you could explain probably their ability to use the force you could explain that as just being a symptom of their their long life right like if anybody can use the force then the longer you live the more time you have to get in tune with the force right um so i found the wookie thing though because wookies like five six hundred years that's true well, I, I I think there I think there have been Wookiee Jedi in canon. There? Yeah, there was Lokbacher. He right. was a nephew of Chewbacca, but of course, not canon yet. Right, right, right. right. There's always a there's always a there's always a chance that you a Wookiee Jedi will turn up somewhere in the uh, canon stories. So, <laughs> but cool. we shall see. But uh, I I do hope that we do get more details about Yoda's race because I love the I love that this show is filling in Star Wars lore for us like that. Like I love all the details we've gotten about the Bounty Hunters Guild yeah. so far, um, and I I love. I love uh, the nerdiness of just uh, giving us new lore. I mean, yeah, having the uh, Bounty Hunter Guild, that was as cool as uh, introducing Coronet on Solo and stuff and all that. True, you know. true, good, true. Like, that's, yeah. that, you know, the, everyone's complaining, oh, why did they do, copy the EU stories? Because I, I try to say, as much as I love reading the EU stories, a lot of it's not Star Wars enough. Right, right. So, so some of it's not, you know, wouldn't make, for good films and all that, I mean, Kill Tag and stuff like that. But what Lucasfilm have done, in fact, what George Lucas has been doing since the special editions is put stuff from the EU into the films, into the series, mm. and that's continued nicely. And I've so much in The Mandalorian so far, it's great. Unfortunately, that includes Life Day, damn you, Dave Filoni, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Apparently that uh, was uh, Favreau because he's the one that likes the uh, holiday special. I love Life Day. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't want I don't anybody to be a stick Day. in the mud and have a problem with Life Day. It's cute, but Baby Yoda's cute. Ewoks are cute. Star Wars is cute. Yeah. Oh, everybody wants a Baby Yoda for Christmas. That's yeah. right. And this next scene in in The Mandalorian is the one that Kevin and I were talking about earlier where you fall in love with Baby Yoda. It's the first time he gets out of his cradle. Uh, the Mandalorian. It's a beautiful shot scene, first of all. It, it's they're, they're just taking advantage of the beautiful scenery. It's a beautiful sunset uh, in the desert. And The Mandalorian is is patching himself up yeah. like Rambo yeah. style. Uh, <clears throat> that was actually gotta, prior to the... Um, the he's chasing a frog-like uh, creature. You know, that so reminds me of Baby Groot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just chasing, you know, it's chasing the baby frog like Groot was chasing that rat around at the beginning of the Guardians too. Right. right, right. Are, you saying, are you saying I'm in the wrong place, Kev? Yeah. No, that scene took place before the Jawas. The oh, you're, to- you're totally right. Uh, yeah. when, my internet, when my internet dropped, my connection changed here. Oh, my yeah. God, I'm in the wrong no place. And then, okay. um, and then from there, no, we, we no, see that him. Wasn't, yep. No, they had the sun crawl. They had the sun crawl a bit, didn't he? And then he get, he ends up going yeah. back. To, yeah. Okay, you're right. To the um, right the back Nick to the Nolte, ship. Nick Nolte. And yeah. From the sand crawler, he goes to the ship and he tries to see if it'll work again, and it doesn't. 
No, right. that's when he goes to Nick Nolte, and that's when... And then he walks back to Nick Nolte, and then this is great that we get this character Quill back in the episode, because yeah, he, he is such a great character. I have spoken. Yeah, I uh, that's just going to become a catchphrase now. I have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> just going to become a thing, you know? But, uh, yeah, I just love yeah, the whole bit. I think I'm going to call that, instead of calling it a Yoda, I'm going to call it a Yodeling. Well, yeah, where he's chasing the little frog and then he eats it very hussy, like a hut, just swallows a hole and yeah. just giggles. That was, you just fell in love with it even more than it was just crazy. So adorable and so Star Wars. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. it's like absolutely reminiscent of that Jabba scene where he's eating like the same creature. And again, Another indication that this planet may be Tatooine, and I wish they would say that. No, it's not it's Tatooine. Um, I came across the name of the planet before because I was looking it uh, up at something. I will tell you the name now because I brought up the page before. Um, they have a name that creature, though. I just call it a woolly reek. <laughs> hmm. The one for the egg. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you ever heard the phrase, ah, woolly mammoth? When I was showing my mate before, I went, ah, woolly reek. Alvalo 7, the planet's called. Alvalo 7? Okay. Alvalo 7. Weird. Okay. So, yeah, uh, so you're right. He, uh, he goes back to the ship. He, uh, he tries to see if it'll work. And then right. uh, that's when he goes back to uh, so he I have walks. He walks back to Quill's uh, uh, homestead, if it's a yeah. ranch or farm or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, we get Quill's reaction to the Yoda baby. This is what all the fuss was about. And, and I like the way they're like, the baby is completely mysterious to Mandalorian, right? He's yeah. like, I think it's a child, yeah. right? Um, and then later on in the episode, he's like, what happened? And Mandalorian's like, I don't really know. Um, it's a, like it's all a mystery to him. Yeah. Uh, which is which is a cool uh, a cool thing to do with the story. Yeah, um, yeah he's probably never even had to look Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems maybe that way. It seems like maybe the Mandalorian doesn't know what the Force is, which would surprise me because we know he's been he was a kid during the Clone Wars, so he would probably remember the Jedi, right? Yeah. If even mm-hmm. if he didn't, even if he didn't know about Luke, um, he would probably know what the Jedi were. I would think. But he's, he didn't. He doesn't seem to know what's going on when the baby uses the force. Later in the episode, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Quill uh, takes the Mandalorian to the Jawas to barter with them to get his uh, parts back to fix his ship so he can get off the planet. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's hilarious. Pure. Sorry. I know that's pure again. I don't think they like you. Well, I did disintegrate a few of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, don't, they don't seem to like you for some reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, uh, great. Uh, no, I was gonna say in okay. that moment, I absolutely loved how they uh, they kind of like made fun of him. That your Jawa, yeah. your Jawa sounds like a, like Wookie or something like that. Yeah, uh, well, it, it's a fun scene. It's a yeah. funny scene. Yeah, I mean, he says the my parts want them back, and they just laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. that's going to happen. Yeah, kinds of thing going on. So they they do negotiate with the Jawas, and the Jawas tell them that what they want in order to get his parts back, they want the egg, the, the egg. egg, the egg, the egg. The egg. Uh, so they don't tell us what it is, but um, it Sugai is that the word they use? Sugi, Suga, Suga. I think is the word. Uh, I think it's, yeah, like 
um, the Jawas are fantastic. Um, okay. And then the next scene we get uh, is the Mandalorian riding with the Jawas in the cockpit of the sand crawler. And so he's like, it's like a little tiny thing and he's like hunched over. It's hilarious, but it's great. Yeah, it's, 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 it's more familiarity with this world that we've seen before, but we never got these details before. Right. Yeah. Uh, just seeing how the sand crawler works, like how the Jawas like control it and talk to each other in it through those tubes and stuff. Um, I think this is all really fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was nice seeing more of a sand crawler than we previously did. Right. You know, exactly. And all that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like this I, thing is a, th- is a functional thing to us in our minds, right? Like we know how it works now, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've got the original sand crawler toy and it's just like, it's like a shell, yeah. you know, Kennedy. Right. 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 It just, it just looks right from the outside and that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so great, great details on sand crawlers and Jawas from these scenes for sure. And uh, then we get this 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 fun, fantastic scene uh, where the where the Mandalorian is going to get the egg for the Jawas, and he's got to fight this creature that lives in a cave yeah. to get its egg. Um, uh, this creature is fantastic, and I want to say all of the creature work on this show has been perfect, right? Like these creatures have all been like visually perfect on the screen, like like just as good as the dragons on Game of Thrones. I said that before. Mm. Uh, like these creatures are completely real to me, all of them. I, I never for a second doubt them, um, and and they and they feel like Star Wars creations. Like they just they just feel real to that familiar universe that we love, even though they're new creatures. Yeah. And uh, just, go ahead. Yeah, I said I, thought, I didn't I don't know what the creatures called, but I said Wooly Reek is the best name I can go for it because it does look like a Reek from the Genos and Arena. That's except- right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got all the hair. It's, so. it's it's hairy, and its eggs are hairy for some reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the eggs just got like fair on it. You know, looks like something like you'd see in a, a, a hippie store or something. You'd see something like a bean bag. Mm-hmm. Something. It's like a mohair. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it's like it's this is a classic heroes moment scene. Uh, the Mandalorian is almost defeated by this creature. In fact, it almost looked like almost looks like he's going to be defeated by this creature. He, all of his weapons, one at a time, he goes through them all. Yeah. They're all useless against this big, against this big thing. Um, or they get wrecked by the mud. And uh, he ends up just getting gored by it so many times. He's almost unconscious. Again, we can tell, even though he's got that mask on, we can tell he's knocked, uh, he's dazed and almost unconscious for a moment. And all he has left to fight this thing with is his knife. And it's coming charging at him for the death blow. First couple of episodes, his arm ends up wrecked. Yeah, Uh, I I think there's like a video game element to this series about his armor. And I when I rewatched episode one, that scene where they attach his pauldron, uh, it felt like a video game to me. They like the music made like a big like. uh, what's the like a stinger <laughs> when when they attached his new pauldron and it was like he leveled up in that in that moment and I think that like his armor is going to be a thing that levels up and down as the series goes on. Well, the kind of that floor is in the trailers, didn't he? We've seen yes, full army armor. Yes. So at some point he, he seems to have a full set of guest go- of new fresh beskar at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the evolution of the armor is like a character. Uh, as a complete Mandalorian nerd, or a Fandalorian, if you like it, uh, you know, I'm surprised I haven't heard any of the language yet. Um, 
as I said, I've learned a few of the words of the language and all that. I've never, I didn't hear them call it, call it Beskagam, which is... That's, um, that's a good point. Yeah. It says, uh, you knew Beskagam, I'm never surprised they never used that. Well, they are. They they do seem to be bringing us into the Mandalorian lore. You know, they they dropped the Foundlings reference. Um, they, you know, uh, the client character talked about. You know, it it it, it was it was sad how your seri- how your people have suffered, and and it's good. And they talked about the purge, where obviously the Empire took all of their Beskar metal uh, at some point. So I think we're going to get a lot more of that filled in as the show goes on. And I love I, again. I love that they're building all this lore in. It, it's it's all been great to me so far. What I want to know, uh, I'd love to know if we're going to see other um, stuff that's uh, lifted from the EU, like uh, bicycle wardroids, right? Stuff like that. You know, that'd be cool. I think. I think we are, we're going to see. I think every episode. There's going to be a couple of big things, like we got, uh, you know, we got the IG droid in the first episode, which was a great flashback for us, and in this one we got the Jawas, and I, I feel like this is going to be the formula. Every episode we're going to get some big thing, and you know, a, little, a few other scattered references, um, and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we should yeah. stick with this episode. Uh, so uh, yeah, he, the creature almost defeats him. He, it takes all of his strength just to hold up his knife uh, as the creature uh, comes in for him, uh, t- charges at him for the death blow. And then the big reveal of this episode, which we talked about earlier, Baby Yoda uses the Force to save the Mandalorian from this creature. He lifts the creature up into the air in a moment that feels very reminiscent of The Empire Strikes Back when, yeah. when, Yo- when Yoda first reveals to us how powerful he is with the force yeah. by lifting Luke Skywalker's X-Wing out of that bog. And yeah. we'd never seen a force user do that kind of powerful thing before. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this is that moment recreated and flipped on us uh, because we didn't know this baby could be this powerful in the force already, yeah. but he lifts this giant creature in the air, saves the Mandalorian's life. And um, I thought it looked really great. I, I, I thought the scene was executed perfectly. Yeah. Um, I loved it. How did you guys feel in this big reveal moment? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. It um, was very reminiscent. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kev, go first. Yeah, no, I was going to say, no, you you nailed it. Uh, it's exactly what I was thinking uh, when I watched this for the first time. Uh, Yoda lifting the X-Wing fighter out of the swamp. Um, the whole part with him like kind of like passing out. I thought it was kind of a little uh, a little weird, but I guess it's because he's so small. Maybe that's why it took a lot out of him. Okay, um, I, I I thought that was amazing because yeah. you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Last Jedi. It reminded me of Luke Skywalker collapsing right. at the end of, because it was, it was they were we already have established that you can drain the force out of a force user by yeah. you by by exerting yourself, right? True, right? And I felt like it was a mirror to that moment. Like we know what that is. We've seen it in the Last Jedi. Yeah. The baby's the baby exhausted his force power, and now yeah. he needs to recover, right? Yeah. Well, we've seen it actually earlier. Now, if you think back to the uh, Phantom Menace, after Obi Wan does the uh, force leap up to try and rejoin the fight, he's kind of he can't run as fast. He can't do his force speed to catch up to the fight. Oh, I, yeah, so we- I didn't remember that. Yeah, so that's good. Um, also, when Qui Gon's resting in between the force beams, he's also puts himself in a meditative state because he's exhausted from fighting with more. Right. So, limits to what you can actually do with the force, it does exhaust you. You have to rebuild yourself. Right. And of course, when 
Maybe he won't know how to meditate either fall asleep. Right. Exactly. And ad- adorable. Sleeping yeah. baby, adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, no, I, I loved uh, even even when he was doing the force, it was Shades of Yoda um, doing the exact same kind of hand movements, um, yep. yeah, almost the same sorry. face, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, yep. great scene. I absolutely loved it. So, uh, yeah, perfectly recreating what Yoda does with the action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, 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 again, I love this character because it is a it is a new thing that i never expected but it is the same thing flipped right it is instead of this old frail jedi who you don't expect to be that powerful and then he is it's this infant jedi who you don't expect to be powerful and then he is and it's it's just you know the power of the force again and it's the same thing it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for the trolls to come online and go, how can he use force powers? He hasn't had any training. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. exactly. Right? And I, and as much as I'm loving, uh, I'm not looking forward to those trolls. I am looking forward to getting the backstory filled in. I, I want to know like, how did this, who trained this baby and uh, where did this baby come from? It, you know, is it a clone or is it a natural child of a character that we already saw mm-hmm. at some point before? I, I want that all so much. I want it, I want it, I want it. This is I'm great storytelling. Hoping, I'm also hoping just to annoy the haters that it's actually female as well. Yeah, sure. I was thinking about sure. that. Yeah. Sure, yeah, totally. I, I, every, every time I call it he or him, I think of that. Yeah. It may be a girl, maybe. It may be a girl, maybe. I shouldn't say he or him so much. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we we met Yaddle briefly. Yeah, I've got the bigger. Yep. So uh, from there, uh, the Mandalorian gets that egg out of the cave, and it's that that hairy, weird thing. It's cool looking. It's very Star Wars looking. And uh, we have that we have the funny scene where the Jawas get their egg and they cut it open and they just start eating it like a big, like like a bunch of toddlers sharing a big Cadbury cream egg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just like slopping it all over their faces and and uh, just loving it, um, and it's a cute moment where the Jawas kind of become the Ewoks uh, just for their adorableness. And I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. I, I, I some people may not like it, but I love it. I think it's uh, very. It feels very Star Wars to me. Well, I you know, where a lot, a lot of the Mandalorians are also based on the Bounty Hunter game. Which yeah. I've still got. I haven't got yeah. PS2 anymore, but I've still got all of the game. And uh, I, I, I almost feel bad for all these amounts of Jawas and other notes I, I wrote this, <laughs> this general facts. Especially since, uh, you know, we've actually met a cool old note now and uh, some of the Jawas are quite cool and all that. But I used to go around the game just flamethrowing everything. Yeah. I, I made no apology for that. And Mandalorian do. kind of does that, right? He uses his flamethrower a couple of times in this episode. He's just like popping it off, like whenever he's like, whatever the moment oh, arrives, he just <laughs> flames. I was over in a bit with the Tuskins and all that. I just, uh, when I saw the Ogonauts, especially, I do snake from Simpsons. Fry, piggy, fry. Again, <laughs> you know, as I was frying them, I almost feel bad now because you know now we've got to kill Ogonauts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, the Jawas were quite cool on that. They really were. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. They, they were perfect. Uh, I think they sounded perfect. They looked perfect. They behaved perfect. Um, we got we learned so much more about them from this episode. Um, I, I loved it. I, yeah, I'm also, 
if you know them, they don't always look the same as well. I mean, these guys have got red eyes compared to the Tatooine jowls right. that have got yellow eyes. Okay, I didn't notice that's that even. That's a curious, that's a curious variance, yeah. The first thing I noticed when they introduced the Black Series figure in the first girl, so I went, oh, this jowl's got red eyes. Once mm-hmm. if he's mad or these kinds of mutants or something. And then you realize all those ones of that tribe have got red eyes. The collectors, they don't miss these details, right? Like, mm-hmm. this, is why, this is why you got to get a collector's point of view. Uh, yeah. You got you get those details that, that us normal people will never get. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've my collection is, well, last, my last count was over 2,000, 3.75 figures. Jeez. I've got at least 200, 250 black series. Yeah. I've got hot toys. I, I've got tons of spacecrafts. I've actually sold some to make room for others. You know, I've, I, I, there's, there's not much I haven't got, really. Or I have had some sold on. Mm. So, like, you know, as a collector, you, yeah, you get to all the details and stuff that you never really notice on screen. You are truly yeah. dedicated, sir. <laughs> the, so... My wallet doesn't thank me, but, you know... <laughs> My my wallet's always crying. You know, I could go on holidays. I could, you know, right. I could sell for cars or something. But no, it all goes. Oh, like, where you love. It's, 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 it's love. It's all love. It's it's money well spent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my flat look good, and it cheers me up immensely. Knowing I've got a cool collection. That's right. That's right. That's all. That's all. That's all it's about. That's that's the point. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Mandalorian gives the egg to the Jawas. The Jawas slap the egg all over each other. They get their their spaceship parts back, and then the rest of the episode is basically denouement, um, just tying it up. You know, they go back and they fix the Mandalorian ship, and it takes a long time. And and, and but it's it's great scenes with Quill again. Uh, the dialogue between these two characters always fantastic. Nick Nolte so great. If you if you didn't tell me that this was Nick Nolte, I don't think I would know. Like, it doesn't sound like a typical Nick Nolte performance to me. It no. just sounds like a great performance. Like, it's... It's... It does look like him. It does look like him. It does yeah, look it does like look him, look sure. Him, yeah. But 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 I don't know that it sounds like him. I, I, I just feel like he's doing a great job acting in this role. Like, a, instead of just instead of just being, like, a loud version of Nick Nolte, um, I feel like he really does uh, play a character and a really interesting character and a, a really nuanced character. And uh, I'm really impressed with Nick Nolte's performance as, as Quill, uh, especially in episode two. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I'm really uh, guilty about roasting Ugnaughts after meeting Quill. They're not <laughs> all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not all Ugnaughts are good people, just Quill, maybe. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> great moment where Mandalorian invites Quill to be a member of his crew and you think oh maybe this is going to be the show maybe he's going to add Quill to his shoe crew and they're going to be like a team mm-hmm. but uh, no Quill turns him down he says no I, I spent my life working hard so that I could be free of servitude and this is this is my retirement basically here and this is where I'm going to stay so um, we have a like a, a touching goodbye uh, with Quill and uh, then Mandalorian takes off in his ship. Baby Yoda is still asleep, We'd, and we're still worried. Maybe he's hurt. You know, we don't know if he's going to wake up or not. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a, a nice shot where the the Razor Crest is taking off through space, and uh, the baby just wakes up and kind of looks out the window and uh, is 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 fine. And we know everything's okay. Um, one thing that keeps jumping out at me, and I don't know if I'm just weird, and this is just a me thing. But I keep bugging Melinda with this. Every time the Razor Quest is in space, and we see it at a distance, so if it's flying away from us, or if it's 
you know, far away and it's coming towards us. Whenever it's far away, I'm sorry, I think it looks just like Spaceball One. <laughs> That's the funny. profile. Yeah, the profile yeah. of that ship in space. Am I? You guys <laughs> did that? Am I the only one that this occurred to? Not uh, Spaceball One. The Winnebago from Space Wolf. Yeah. I knew I'm exactly what you were yeah. talking about, though, yeah. But it has a name. What's the name? It's the... Oh, man. I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing oh, a blank. yeah. What's the, what's the name? The Lone Starship. Yeah. It's Eagle something. Eagle. Eagle one. Okay. Anyway, yeah. it looks like well, the Winnebago yeah. from Space Balls. It's the same shape. It's got the boosters in the yeah. same position. Yeah. It's and it, and it kind of moves the same way in space. Am I wrong? No. Yeah, also, yeah. also, yeah, you're right. been on the profile it's on. Does it not also remind you of Mickey Mouse's head? <laughs> you're kind of right. Oh my god! From like, yeah, maybe from the rear. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, weird. Okay, but this is but this is a ship that actually existed in canon before, right? Yeah. I think. The ship? Uh, not to my knowledge. It's in the Bounty Hunter game. It's what Jango Fett's flying when he's first. Uh, right, when he right, right, it's based on the Jango Fett ship. Later on, his ship gets blown up while he's on a penal colony trying to rescue um, some uh, this uh, there's someone from the penal colony uh, who knows where the Bandagora will be. And then he ends up having to steal the fire spray, which right. becomes Slave One. But yeah, that is the... They've used the exact same ship from the Bounty Hunter game, which is a really cool Easter egg. Hmm. Yeah, it is. A, it, it is a cool looking ship. I just, I don't know why. I just, it just keeps bringing spaceball the spaceball ship to mind to me. But I don't. It's not a criticism. It's only like the, in one particular kind of shot. It's not like all the time. Um, I do love the Mandalorian. I love the Razor Crest. Um, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. I don't think there's any more important plot details that I missed at the end there. Um, uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and give my my rating for this. I know that I know Mac. You don't like to give ratings, that I won't. I won't force you to unless you want to. You can, but uh, I'll give mine first. Uh, this I like this just as much as Episode One, but I do have to give it a little bit of a detraction for the length because, again, like I, as I said at the top, like if we don't get this length to to be longer. Uh, for the rest of the series, it is going to be a problem, I, I think. So um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I, I love The Mandalorian. I'm looking forward to where this is going. I see, we still haven't met Gina Carano's character. Uh, there's still a lot of characters from the trailers that we haven't seen yet. Um, and uh, I'm so in. The Mandalorian is everything I'd hoped. Um, my criticisms are only minor. And um, yeah, 8 out of 10, easily for me with a bullet. Kev, how about you? Uh, yeah, again, I have the same criticism. I was expecting something longer, uh, but I feel like they, they did a great job in this episode anyways, with, uh, with the length time, um, otherwise, but, um, I think I'm going to go a little bit higher than the first one. I'm going to go 8.5. Because I okay. gave the last one an eight, if I remember correctly. Right. So right. one thing uh, that I wanted to point out real quick, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the first ten minutes of the episode, there was not one single word spoken. The first uh, like ten I, minutes. I didn't notice that, but that's yeah. uh, that fits with the genre. Uh, something else about the uh, entire episode, you don't see one human face. Yeah. In the entire episode. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, true. So, 
But yeah, no, I thought that hey. was uh, really cool. And uh, I'm also digging something that we haven't talked about. The uh, paintings at the end during the credits. Yes, I love the artwork yeah. in the credits. Yes. So I was expecting... That looks really cool. I was actually expecting... I wasn't sure if uh, we were going to see the same pictures from the first episode but yeah i noticed they did uh no, incorporate seems, new ones yeah with this one it so it seems to be the storyboards for the episode yeah. it seems to be like scenes from that episode yeah. are they're, they're showing you the original artwork that portrayed uh, the storyboards for it and I, I yes i love that that's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. about the show yeah no i absolutely love that yeah so um Okay, great. Uh, Mac, uh, your uh, your final summation of Mandalorian Chapter 2, The Child. Well, uh, uh, the first one I said was exposition and needed to be longer. Yeah, the length. I don't think it was that much of a problem this time. I just hope it's not a precedent, you know. But as long as the story is tight and they keep it, you know, it, it, it does what it needs to do without meandering, meandering around too much and all that like that. I don't mind some shorter episodes. Mm-hmm. Straight to the point. All killer, no filler, as mm-hmm. was mentioned earlier. It's yeah. just, True. yeah, I, I definitely, um, I, I'll, I'll give it a solid nine. Nice. It would have got ten, except for if it had been ten minutes longer, it would have got a full ten out of ten on me yeah. because I thought it was such a brilliant episode. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, I totally agree with you about storytelling, and I totally agree with you that this episode felt tight and and well told. And and I just want to say, it's not half an hour episodes that really I have a problem with. But if they're going to be, then I want sixteen episodes instead of eight or, or nine. Yeah. Um, that's all. Uh, I just I want I want season. There's more to come. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay. So, uh, gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap up now. Uh, we have, uh, I think we've said everything we came to say about Mandalorian chapter two, uh, Johnny, Johnny, uh, Mac, uh, sorry. I said, I wasn't, wasn't going to call you Johnny. And then I did a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> uh I thank, thank you so much for finally, uh, getting on the show with us. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to do this for like, you know, a year now. Yeah. And, thank uh, you. It's cool. It's cool. So much. It's so cool to have you and please come back soon and talk more Mandalorian with us. Um, of course. Where would you like people to go look for you if they're going to look for you? Uh, what links should they check out? Uh, well, there's a Ninja Penguins Geektastic fun page. That's my general, just funny memes and geeky memes uh, stuff. My favorite. There's a on five fans out there. I have Ambassador Kosh Naranek, uh, which is just loads of fun Babylon 5 stuff. Uh, pictures and memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, my main two pages. Um, I'll, I'll mention one other as well. I also, because uh, I've been on the Geeks Unite page of Star Wars and all that, I run their Transformers one. I've got a fun little Transformers Geeks of the World Unite page that I also, uh, I'm the one responsible for doing most of the content on. Uh, but my main two pages are always be yourself, unless you can be Boba Fett. Always be Boba Fett. Yeah. And... Uh, You'll find anything to do with fat Mandalorians, bounty hunters, just general fun on there. I've also posted my collection a couple of times, which people are quite enjoying. Uh, and of course, there's my general Star Wars page, which has just got everything from every source ever, including some of my personal opinions, which have annoyed people, but you know, that's me. And that's just talking like you because a legendary geek you are. Nice. And I do talk and you'll just speak a lot of time on the page as well. So 
Mm. I won't do my Yoda impression because it's nowhere as good as my Hamels. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, we'll get that from you next time, buddy. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you yeah. very much. And uh, hey, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin, I wanted to ask you first. Do you have oh. any final thoughts before we close up? Uh, final thoughts? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, next week um, and I guess for the next six weeks after that <laughs> on Friday. Um, yeah. yeah uh, as I said on the first half of uh, the episode, uh, hopefully they increase the uh, length of the uh, the uh, episodes. I would like to see longer episodes. But uh, I'm not gonna cry myself to sleep if it doesn't happen. We love um, it. Yeah. This, right? So I'm actually gonna go see Doctor Sleep tonight. So I don't know. Maybe I can do a review next episode that we talk about uh, okay. next episode. But yeah. No. Other than that. Um, yeah. Yourself. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. I'm good. I'm good. What about you, Janet? Do you got anything That's left? It? Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid so, Janet. So. <laughs> from what, Janet. Um, what about? What about? Okay. The last, the plunos of us on the last episode of The Mandalorian as well. So much good stuff coming up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Can't really, wait. I'm really yeah. pissed off of people not waiting to post pictures. That's the other thing that, 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 that ticked me off. Okay. So how I'm long should I wait then before I, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, no, like three days is the golden rule, right? For TV. Is it? I don't know. Okay. I yeah. feel right. Okay. I think I heard that. I don't somewhere. know. I, if that's a thing, I don't know. <laughs> well, just like uh, there's no there's no problem with posting pictures. Just don't point. Don't, don't post spoiler pictures because right, right. I saw the baby Yoda. Yes, day I yelled of, at somebody. Right, and I, I yelled. I yelled at somebody for that. Yeah, that pissed me they off. Post, they posted the picture. And so that's been on the internet for days. I was like, am I your only Star Wars source on Facebook? That yeah. I'm the first person you've seen put the baby Yoda picture up. Yeah. It'd be flustered if it was, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's well, you never know, right? You never know. I don't know. I, I feel like there's no rule that you could follow that will protect everyone, no. you know, no. and just keep you from not making anybody mad. Like, if you're going to post stuff that's content, then you're, you know, but there's was, always going to be somebody who hasn't seen it yet. It was a TMZ link. That's what pissed me off even more. Uh, Come on, yeah, TMZ. I, they should know yes. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I saw somebody post. I saw somebody post the final shot from episode one, and then they posted no spoilers. How about that ending, though? Wow. And I, and everybody's posting. You just spoiled the ending, and he was like, "No, I didn't. No, I didn't explain it. You can't tell what it is." Yeah, right. <laughs> you just you said, "How about that ending?" And you yeah. posted a picture of the ending. Yeah, that's brutal. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know we'll, be, that... we'll try to we'll try to be careful. But if you're listening, everybody knows that like this is an all spoiler show. If yeah. you're listening to us, yes, yeah, I guess we should say that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I think people know that about us if they've if they've ever heard us. Before. Yeah, true that. So, anyway, but we uh, were we were closing off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, let let's get back together again and do this real soon, guys. For sure. Yeah, definitely. But for yeah. now, let's just chill. To the next episode. Makanki.